My name is Luna Casey, and welcome to the New England Ghost Stories podcast, where every other week we will explore the legends, myths, and tales of hauntings in and around New England. Whether you are a believer of things that go bump in the night or not, we hope you enjoy these chilling tales of the supernatural. Approximately 30 miles from Manhattan is Stamford, Connecticut. Stamford was incorporated as a city in 1893 and is part of the greater New York metropolitan area and home to eight Fortune 500 companies. Starting in the 19th century, like Newport, Rhode Island, wealthy New York residents built summer homes on the shoreline. Some of them moved to Stamford permanently and started commuting to Manhattan by train. And like many cities on the East Coast, Stamford has its own vibrant downtown districts with restaurants and entertainment, museums, parks, and yes, ghosts. On Atlantic Street in downtown Stamford, you'll find the Palace Theater. The Palace Theater is a 1,580-seat vaudeville house designed by Thomas Lamb. It was acclaimed as Connecticut's most magnificent theater when it opened in 1927. The Three Stooges, Lucille Ball, Jimmy Dorsey, and a host of other entertainers have performed there. The original theater was destroyed by a fire but it was restored and reopened in 1983 for live theater, opera, dance, comedy, and concerts. A multi-phase palace improvement project provided the theater with a Broadway-sized stage, new dressing rooms, wardrobe, and costume maintenance facilities, as well as other technical support facilities to turn this old vaudeville theater into a state-of-the-art theater and concert venue. All these updates didn't take away the spirited former inhabitants, however. There have been reports of whistling when there was no one in the building. The seats sometimes go up and down by themselves, and strange shadows move across the wall when there was no one there to make them. Staff members think one of the spirits may be that of former owner Mary Vuono. Mary was very devoted to the Palace Theater and even passed away in the apartment above. It's not surprising that someone who loved the property so much would continue to check on it after she passed. But the Palace Theater isn't the only haunted location in Stamford. The Hoyt Barnum House is Stamford's oldest house at 315 years old. So it wouldn't be surprising if some of the former residents never left. The house is filled with antiques. There is a blacksmith workshop in the basement and a rope bed in the first floor bedroom. 
but the house's caretakers suspect one of the home's past inhabitants may be there as well. Stanford Historical Society officials say that during a tour of the building, an amateur photographer snapped several pictures showing an amber light cast across the southeast corner of the attic, which is directly above what would have been the birthing room on the first floor. Now, 14 children were born to the Hoyt family. One died in infancy. And during that time, having only one child to die in infancy was a feat in itself. Susanna Slassen Hoyt, Samuel Hoyt's first wife and the mother of four of those children, also died after giving birth in 1702. The infant who died was the child of Hoyt and his second wife, Mary Schofield Weed Hoyt. Professional investigators examined the photos, and they said that the orange glow itself was likely a reflection of a flash or other camera malfunction. But some of the other images showed something out of the ordinary. They noted floating balls of light in the pictures that could indicate spirits or other paranormal activity. However, these pictures did not necessarily prove a haunting. Some elements of the pictures were most likely dust. However, there was one photo that could not be explained away and did have the features of an orb. When we return, we'll visit a site that is on the National Register of Historic Places where Revolutionary War soldiers may continue to march. How would you feel if you never had to go to the grocery store again? With Instacart, you don't have to. You can place an order online and have it delivered right to your door, in some areas in as little as one hour. Did you forget that secret ingredient for the special dish you promised to bring to the family gathering? Or maybe you're sick in bed with a cold, and you just ran out of cold medicine. Instacart can run to the store for you and deliver it right to your door. And if you go to NewEnglandGhostStories.com or our Facebook page at New England Ghost Stories and click on the Instacart link, your first order of $35 or more will be delivered free. What do you have to lose? Log on to our Facebook page at New England Ghost Stories or NewEnglandGhostStories.com today and click on the Instacart link. You'll be glad you did. And now, back to our story. For most of the Revolutionary War, the British were in control of Long Island and New York. Since it took only an hour to sail across Long Island Sound, Stamford and the surrounding areas were in a constant threat of raids from the British. In many of these raids, the British commandeered horses, oxen, cattle, sheep, pigs, and other foodstuffs. When they weren't raiding the area for food or livestock, 
the British set fire to coastal towns, including Norwalk, Danbury, Fairfield, and New London. Under the direction of General Waterbury, the troops began construction of Fort Stamford on October 4, 1781. The site chosen for the fort was close to the Mayanus River, which provided water for the fort. It also was far away enough from the British-controlled coastline, and soldiers had a clear view all the way to Long Island Sound. That gave them plenty of warning against attack. The fort would provide a winter headquarters and protect the area from attack. And the fort served this purpose for many years. But then on September 3, 1783, the formal Treaty of Peace was signed, making America independent. With the revolution over, the fort was no longer needed for defense. The state of Connecticut, however, was in need of revenue, so they quickly sold off the property. The fort then went abandoned until the mid-1970s. Then, in 1975, city leaders organized an effort to restore Fort Stanford. The property is part of the Good Body Garden, and earthen mounds are still visible to the southeast and west of the garden. But earthen mounds aren't the only remnants of the Revolutionary War. Visitors to the fort say it's haunted. From 1999 to 2002, a group called the Smoking Gun ran a series of investigations at Fort Stamford. And what they found, they said, were some pretty compelling evidence of unexplained activity. The investigators heard footsteps and strange whispers. They also caught sight of odd globs of energy, called orbs, on their cameras. Could it be a ghostly soldier carrying out his duties, still seeking to protect the people of Stamford? If so, I have a feeling that Stamford is in good hands. Thank you for listening to New England Ghost Stories. New episodes are added every other Thursday. This episode of New England Ghost Stories was written and produced by L.B. Kirkwood. Music by Vysislav Dragunov. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to New England Ghost Stories on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at your favorite podcast directory. If you like our show, please leave us a five-star review. And if you have a story that you'd like to see covered in an upcoming podcast, please leave a comment on our website at newenglandghoststories.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time. This is Luna Casey.